Welcome to the Duck Creek Technologies Podcast, the show about all things insure tech and an inside look into what's going on at Duck Creek. I'm Rob Savitsky, and on the show today, Michael Smith, Director of Professional Services, will share his perspective on how Duck Creek and our system integrator partners have been able to deliver core system implementations in today's increasingly virtual work from home world as brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Michael, how's it going today? Hi, Rob. It's going pretty good. Uh, just another day uh, cranking out some uh, low code configurations for uh, some of our clients. How are you? Good, good. Well, that awesome to hear. Thanks for, for coming on the show. Um, so before we talk about uh, specifically remote delivery engagements, can you give us a quick overview of what your team does? Let's say a customer, they sign a SaaS contract. Um, what, what happens next? What, what does your team do? Sure. I just mentioned low-code configuration. Really, our team um, modifies products for our carrier clients to their specific needs on top of our core uh, Duck Creek platform. We've found at Duck Creek that there's no need to really change the core platform and get deep into your code, which leaves you susceptible to upgrade. What we do is configure uh, product, we configure product definitions on top of that core code so that we very uh, quickly are able to modify, enhance, or bring up um, products per client need. Gotcha. Right. So once a customer, whether they're licensing a policy, like in the example you're referring to, or claims or billing, uh, you're, you're working with them to tailor the, the solution to their needs to help them differentiate themselves in the market. Absolutely. What we've found in this day and age is that speed to market makes a huge difference. So we we do uh, take customer specifications and quickly turn them into an active product that they can then turn around and, and service their insurance with, whether gotcha. it's policy or claims. Gotcha. So um, turning uh, our attention to COVID-19, so certainly it's had a, a huge impact on, on, on the world and really every industry, certainly insurance um, impacts from reduced uh, travel, um, yeah. you know, fewer people on the road with auto, debates around what a business interruption policy should or should not cover uh, in the future, and, and certainly just broader, um, you know, shifts shifts to, to work from home, uh, and really obviously depending on where you are uh, and, and what's what state you're living in. So certainly here at Duck Creek, uh, we're still we're still working from home, and so. Uh, my question to you is, uh, what impact has COVID-19 had on core system implementation projects? Well, fortunately for Duck Creek uh, implementation and services, it really has not had too much of a detrimental effect. You have to keep in mind that we are a global company. We have offices all over the country. So most, a lot of our, a lot of our uh, employees actually work from those offices anyway in a remote fashion or a fashion that's remote to our specific client. Now, early on or historically, we've had to, we've wanted to ship um, ship employees, configuration staff, and, and then our, our engineers to a client in order to sit together in a group and hash out a solution and put together the solution. But over the past few years, we've found that we actually are able to do this successfully uh, in a remote fashion, especially with some of the advances in technology that have come along. So we have been steering away from having a heavy presence, a heavy constant presence 
on a client site when possible and allowing folks to work, work remotely from the offices. Now with COVID-19, what you do is say, all right, well, they're already in the office. Now my office is at home. So from a client perspective, because some of our work was occurring remotely anyway, it has no true effect. The impact really is more on the folks actually doing the work and whether they want to work from, they prefer to work from home or from their office. Gotcha. So it sounds like we've, we've had a history of doing a lot of remote work already, so it really hasn't been, uh, you know, too much of a stretch when we went to full remote. Um, really interesting. Michael, uh, to, to go on that point, so I think most people would agree that there's there's definitely some advantage of, of having face-to-face -face meetings, and I know you, you mentioned that we sometimes will do some of that in, in the beginning of projects, uh, regardless of COVID. Um, you know, that, that being said, uh, given that you are in this fully remote environment today, uh, what are some of the ways you've been leveraging online collaboration and communication tools more to, uh, to compensate for, for being in a fully remote uh, services project? Absolutely. Half of communication tends to be nonverbal, right? So when I get in a room with a client, I'm able to kind of bounce ideas off them, gather their ideas. You can gauge a uh, level of interaction on a per person basis. Maybe you see a few cues that tell you, you know, someone wants to speak, hey, you're talking a lot, interrupt yourself here so that they can get their idea in. A lot of that is lost in a remote fashion. So what we used to do was try to have that presence, that in-person presence heavy early, um, and then kind of wane away from that. So in this new age, because we are all restricted at home, what we've found is that the advance in especially video conferencing technologies allows us to have some, to pick up on some of those nonverbal cues. Um, what we did see was that people were hesitant at first to kind of clip their cameras on and everyone performed in a conference call like it was an old style telephone. But I think uh, from a society standpoint, folks have actually become accustomed to viewing and video chatting. Well, that has caused an increase in efficiency with some of the technology. We use Microsoft Teams a lot, um, and there have been some changes over the past few months where we can actually see, I think you, at one time you were only able to see like four faces on the screen, and now you can see like 12 or 16, whatever the number is. But those increases in technology and communication software absolutely allow us to mitigate some of that loss of nonverbal communication. I can see who I'm talking to. I can see that someone wants to break in as I'm speaking. And that's the same value that we had with our, when we were actually in the room. So we've been able to reduce some of that loss of communication through new technology. Gotcha, absolutely. Um, it sounds like you, you know, you're making full use of uh, video tools for, for, for meetings and so forth. Could you maybe talk about some of the ways that you're um, you know, collaborating, project managing mm. uh, in, in a similar vein to, to some of those tools that you've been using? Yeah, so w one way that we've been able to um, kind of get ahead of the curve on this, on this work from home situation was over time we've employed the use of collaborative tools such as uh, Microsoft 360. The 360 suite is really good at this, um, where traditionally you'd have a meeting where you'd gather requirements and analyze uh, a carrier's needs and somebody would go away and, and author a document and spend some time authoring it, getting it reviewed, making sure it's, it's solid, and then handing it back, uh, either presenting in a meeting, um, in-person meeting, or maybe emailing the document. Um, for a sign off from the carrier. And now 
through um, because of some of the collaborative tools and the advancements on collaborative tools, you can actually have author and review real time. As I'm creating a document, I put the first paragraph down. You could go and look and say, you know what? I don't agree with sentence three. Right. We have that kind of instant communication review and verification. It has to be tempered somewhat because you don't want somebody in too early while you're drafting. And that's an understanding that has to be laid out among the group. But at that time that they need uh, that you may want them to review in an instant fashion and, and see exactly what the changes are, not worry about something getting lost in email. We now have the ability to author and review documents as they're being created. It really shortens the timeline and the back and forth in communication. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds like it, it also just kind of brings more transparency to the project. It puts things every, you know, puts the documents in a, in a certain common place and it doesn't restrict you necessarily to just having the people who are on site in the war room. You can pull in different people as necessary to, to take a look at it if, if needed. Yeah, let's just say I can no longer tell, convince everybody I'm a 120 minute per word typist. <laughs> interesting, interesting stuff. So um, I, I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit more about your, your new white paper on virtual delivery. Um, mm -hmm. And you, um, in that, you talk about different project phases from analysis, design, build, go live, uh, and how our teams are collaborating, work from home settings throughout the duration of the engagement. Uh, I was wondering, could you tell us a little bit, how do agile or waterfall methodologies affect the way you go about a remote implementation? All right, so with the phases of implementation, especially when implementing something from scratch, whether it's Agile or Waterfall, you still go through the same phases. The difference is that with Waterfall, you have these long phases of requirements gathering, design, development, and actual QA. And they're long drawn out end-to-end -end phases. And there's really nothing, or a lot of times there's not a whole lot to present until months down the road when I have a final product. With Agile, we do implement those same phases, but we do them in smaller bite-sized chunks. So I take one feature and I may go through that full requirements design development and test for that one feature and then move on to the next feature. So um, to keep those timelines short, a tenant of, a tenant of uh, Agile is really constant communication. So when we were talking about our ability to communicate in a remote fashion, that absolutely speaks to um, making that agile process more efficient. As I develop, as, as I gather my requirements and I start um, I start recording what the requirements are, the what of the system or modification, what do I need to occur, I can then have my designers looking, as we said, in real time to see the direction that the requirements are going. They can start thinking about how do I want to do this thing now. Um, we also have that from a QA standpoint, the, the, the quality uh, assurance staff needs to understand what is being created, so they need to know what are they testing. If they can get a hold of the uh, requirements or the what that we're creating early, earlier rather than later, they're able to compress their timeline, develop their test strategies, and then implement them in that quicker fashion. We don't have to wait until the product process is fully completed to then get into me starting my work, right? Then we have the overlapping phases. Um, and, and this is, this is as far as Agile goes, it allows, because Agile is in smaller chunks, it allows us to have this overlap and this constant communication. If you try to communicate, like say, war and peace, uh, it, it's a lot more difficult 
to tell somebody about the whole book as opposed to picking a chapter and saying that's this is what this chapter is about but that does require that constant communication which is what our new technology does allow and what we found we are able to we have been able to uh, utilize uh, prior to COVID-19 and now again because we were already doing it we have had no no negative impact or little negative impact because of the current state of the world. Gotcha. It sounds like, you know, today's day and age and what you were doing before, uh, having more communication is seems to be where uh, implementations are going. And when you're doing that, it really kind of fits in line with agile methodology and having kind of more frequent touch points and smaller deliverables that you're, you're shipping more often. Absolutely. Great. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk to you about is our delivery assurance program. Could you uh, briefly summarize what that is and, and explain how that's being delivered remotely for implementation projects? Yeah, because because Duck Creek's uh, platform has is, is so configuration heavy and so f focused on configuration, it really is a wide open landscape. And so with delivery, with when you have that wide uh, uh, it's almost like a big white page, right? I can draw whatever I want. Um, for the end result to be as efficient as possible, what we do is provide guardrails for your configuration, your implementation. Delivery Assurance is a program that comes in reviews the process that you're going through of implementation or reviews the actual work products that are being produced from that implementation to help you ensure that it is developed in the most efficient manner and that is developed in a way that will produce the least amount of risk as you are upgrading into the future. So I can design and develop whatever I want but whatever I design and develop, I want to make sure that it falls in line with what Duck Creek is going to produce six months from now, eight months from now, the next year, the next year. I want to ensure that anything I develop now will have as little impact as possible when I, when I upgrade uh, to future platform. Gotcha. And and these reviews, they're done both. I, I understand there's both uh, the full conformance reviews. And then can you talk a little bit about, about some of the automated uh, delivery assurance that's that's done? Yeah. So with the full conformance review, I did mention that it's a review of process and of product. With a full conformance review, we bring a team in, like sit down, interview the carrier, interview whoever is doing the configuration, uh, be it an SI partner, the carrier themselves, or maybe a Duck Creek team and determine at a point in time throughout the implementation the different you know if i have a nine month implementation i may bring one in at three months or or six months because we want to catch catch uh, deviations from standard as early as possible so with the full conformance review i sit down and have an interview this is the product we're building this is how we're building it and we also run built objects through um through certain tooling to ensure that they are to the standard. Well, we don't have to have the interview to run those build objects through the certain tooling. So we also have what we call an uh, automated delivery assurance uh, portion in where we can simply say, all right, give me the product that you've built so far. We'll run it through the tooling and we'll tell you if it aligns to standard or not. Uh, that can be that can occur on a little more frequent basis because we don't have to have the meeting time that resources require, uh, uh, you know, sit down and, and soaking up uh, the clients, uh, the delivery, uh, whoever the delivery uh, group is, 
we just run these kind of in a vacuum. We send them to our team. Our team processes them, sends the results back, and says, hey, this is where you're good, and this or this is where you're deviating. Gotcha. So it sounds like you're continuing to make use of the screen share tools for those meetings, and then, of course, the automated delivery tooling, something that can always be done remotely, uh, regardless of where the project is, and something we've been doing all, all along. Yes, as, as we, and before COVID-19, as, as we've, uh, as we have signed more and more delivery assurance engagements, I think we've actually gone to more of the remote and screen sharing rather than sending an entire team uh, to a client site. We actually may have had a few representatives of the client site, but then more of the team remote utilizing the communication, uh, the communication software. So again, Duck Creek has done this before, before COVID-19. Um, before the current state of the world, what's happened is that we're now forced to do it rather than doing it by choice. Gotcha. Makes sense, Michael. Um, so I think that's probably most of the time we have for today. Before we wrap up, anything else to add? Um, listen, this 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 time is is short. I think we could actually dig into some more of these. Uh, some more of these topics in a little deeper fashion. So if you want to speak with me again, uh, we can do that as well. But, you know, Duck Creek has been doing this uh, over the past few years. We've been moving toward uh, remote uh, remote communications, remote engagements. Um, again, it was by choice because we realized that there was value. We didn't necessarily soak up all that travel time, a couple of days a week getting back and forth. We could actually allow our architects to sit down and do the work from a remote, from their desks um, and, and accomplish the same things. But now what was choice is now mandated for us. So it was an easy transition because it was our choice in the past. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, thank you uh, again for being on the show today, Michael, and thank you all for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about our approach to remote implementations, we have a white paper available on our website. Uh, just go to duckreek.com resources and search for virtual delivery, and you should find it there. Until then, we'll see you next time. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.